You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Hey friends, Dan Duvall here to tell you about something I am super excited about. The Bride Tribe Advance 2023, which we are going to be calling Revolution. Take your place in the kingdom. This is going to happen at the Royal Sinesta in Houston, in the Galleria area from November 9th through the 12th. At booking.bridemovement.com, you will be able to register for this event. And it links right from bridemovement.com. I know I don't always give announcements on this podcast for what's going on in the bride ministries world, but this is just too important, friends. It is going to be extraordinary. Every year that we do this advance, it is a move of God. It is a move of God. Last year, we had three hours of nonstop testimony after the event with a line that was still going and we just had to shut it down so we could tear it down. It was because God moves at these advances and we don't want those of you that are part of our podcast family to miss out because you just didn't get the news. Booking.bridemovement.com. You can sign up. You will be able to get your hotel room. You'll also be able to get some information about the event itself, meet our speakers. It's going to be me, Todd Edwards, and also two of my favorite people from the other side of the world, Todd and Rachel Weatherly. And we are going to be uh, having an, an extraordinary time of family and fellowship, worship, and cutting edge revelation. So, I want to invite you all, booking.bridemovement.com. Now, in addition to that, Keep in mind, dandevall.com is the home of the Discovering Truth podcast. You can do a couple of things on that website. Number one, you can access our podcasts. Number two, you can purchase really cool merchandise like mugs and shirts. And uh, we have the whole Names of God series. A lot of people that watch the church, they say, hey, where'd you get that really cool shirt with all the names of God? Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Gabor. Like, where is that sold? Dandeval.com, friends. And we it, it comes in robes for the ladies and handbags and all that cool stuff. And uh, you, you can know that um, you are supporting this podcast when you buy and look highly fashionable in your new gear. We also have the ability to become a podcast patron for as little as $5 a month. That comes with benefits. You get early access to these podcasts and a few other goodies. And so the last piece of news, as many of you know, Overcomer Accelerated is our offering to those that want to accelerate their healing journey. You can join in three ways. One, you can join just for the live components, which includes a live ministry demonstration with yours truly on a weekly basis, as well as book study. Uh, option number two includes over 100 hours of coursework online in, in addition to the live component. And, and the third way to join is with a coach. So you'll get the live ministry and, 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 and the book study. You'll get uh, over a hundred hours of learning online, and you will also get eight hours of personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching with a trained coach every month that you stay enrolled. And so 
overcomeraccelerated.com. Check out the offer. And with that said, we're going to jump right into the podcast on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Those were your announcements. Well, friends, we are back on Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall and Kate is back. Our very own uh, CRISPR baby who has time traveled, has seen ancient civilizations, has journeyed, defiled veins within the body of Christ, unfortunately, but has come through all of that, giving glory to God for all that he has done and has been, uh, well, informing us on her journey. She has um, done a lot of work actually right at Bride Ministries with uh, one of our coaches. And we we just so, so grateful for what the Lord has done. Kate, welcome back to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Thank you. I'm super happy to be here. Well, we, we we're super happy to have you. And, um, you know, you, you have a lot of people just sitting on the edge of their seat at this point, because after part three, they're like, when, when is part four? I said, <laughs> whenever I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, friends, <laughs> I mean, I, I was sitting right there with you though, because honestly, I didn't know, like, I, we're going to talk about things. I don't know what I literally do not know what she's going to say. <laughs> So we have a shared interest, but you know, Kate, um, some of the territory that we've covered has just been this very, very um, eye-opening. Um, your, your story definitely brings a dynamic to the conversation on what the kingdom of darkness is doing that I think many have not considered, you know, using that time between the, uh, I guess, fertilization of the embryo and the implantation in a womb uh, to time travel a soul train initiate and do and do all kinds of things prior to that then you know conception and pre-birth experience and everything that follows and so so with that element and all the time I mean you have really opened up a whole realm of understanding <laughs> I think for some of us and and so in that we spent a, a, a good deal of time in our last interview talking about Tartaria. And you dropped a lot of bombs, <laughs> but n- now we're here and, and you tell me you weren't done yet, that there's still a little bit extra. There's like a, a bonus episode. And so let's, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just start there and, and then we'll kind of work our way into everything else we are going to string together today. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Yeah. So to uh, just tie, put a nice bow tie on the um, story that I told about how uh, Yeshua took me back in time to Tartaria, so the pre-Adamic area, um, era. Um, I just, uh, I wanted to tell how it ended because it was so cool. And I think it'll help some people maybe as they go through this healing as well. I'm sure I won't be the only one he takes back in time. So um, just so you're not like totally shocked, um, but you can be excited for this uh, if and when he does it. Um part of the reason he he goes and takes us back into these really horrific memories is so that um, not only can we be safe because some of the things that you go back in time to to witness and to bring to the surface so that your memories can be um, healed and and um, realized and acknowledged 
um, some of them are, it's too much. Like you, you would fall apart because we are now in our um, physical state and we are, we are just dust. You're dust. <laughs> um, we're beautiful dust, um, but we're dust. We're small. So he does that to keep us from falling apart. And that's really loving of him, but he also does it to, um, to undo the works of darkness that, um, and no offense to the work that Dan's done, but sometimes deliverance prayers, they aren't able to touch certain things that have been done. And only, only Yeshua can do that. Um, he definitely works with the prayers and the grounds that the groundwork that has been established with those, like for sure. Um, but then he'll always go like a step further because at the end of the day, it's all about him. So this is what happened back in that tunnel. And um, this is so, so cool, I think. So um, after I had kind of like re-seen the memory and realized everything that had gone on and I came back out of the tunnel, um, then um, I, I was kind of like, okay, like, what do we do with this, right? This is horrific. There's a lot of murder, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of horrible sin that's been going on in this place. And, and Yeshua just says, you know what? Um, call in the angels, have them uh, remove the human um, human parts from the tunnel. So it did that. And right in that statement, I just want to clarify, some people might be like, wait, I thought you said you're in the pre-Adamic era. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously Adam isn't, isn't there yet. Um, so how are the human parts in the, in the tunnel? Again, through the time traveling and all the witchcraft and the sorcery, they can traffic parts from other timelines and stick them in that era that's kind of like before the creation of humanity so and they and i'll show you why they do this so um we got literally fifty-seven thousand human parts were liberated and brought to the throne of yeshua and cleansed and, and taken into into his care and then um we called in um all of the heavenly um, weapons of warfare to dispatch anything that was going on that was wicked and standing in the in the in the place of Yahweh and exalting itself over him and um, washed of living water and cleansed with holy fire applied the blood of Yeshua and then as the angels are finishing all of that up um, some of them brought this body of a limp girl to me and um, so I call in my parts or sorry my fractals um, healing and mercy and like hey like take care of her and um, as they start doing their thing, the angels are like, her name is Marie, just so you know. I'm like, huh, okay. And then I look at Yeshua, I'm like, so what is this? And he says, well, she's one of your fractals. I'm like, what? Like, I thought I had all my fractals by this point, because I've done a bunch of work with Valerie to um, get them all reinstated. And 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 just, just but everyone yeah, go ahead. But, but when she says fractals. That what she was referring to is the that the human spirit it has its identity as like a spirit, and then it has these fractals or facets that that align with redemptive gifts. And and what we've learned is actually then goes beyond that. But you know they 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 have that that facet which is like a prophet. Uh, an exhorter, a ruler, a servant. And so that's what she's talking about right now. It's like she found one of those named Marie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is different from the human parts, yes. which are, I'll, so, I'll let you define that as well. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And when she's talking about parts, she's probably referencing soul fragments that are, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is one of your fractals. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> and the thing is, you, you hang out around Bride Ministries too long and you forget that not everybody has our dictionary of terms. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still the learning others. them. Yeah. Uh, so I, but I do have to say the definition of what it is because they are different and uh, otherwise it makes no sense at all. <laughs> so, and uh, so this, so he's like, yeah, so this is your fractal and this fractal is warfare. Mm. But they named her Marie as a play on the, on the entity that I was hosting, which is uh, Venus or the queen of heaven, Mary. And uh, so they had just taken her, parked her way back there in Tataria and I wasn't able to access her, find her or anything, even though um, Valerie and I had done a whole bunch of work on my fractals. And I'd even had uh, one come up that wasn't one of the typical ones that people have. And um, yeah, so he literally like liberated her from way back in time. And we brought her to the heavenly places she's being ministered to. And I just was like, Hmm, I wonder what this fractal can do because man with a name like that, when she gets reinstated, it's going to be a bad day for the kingdom of darkness. So <laughs> that was like the most beautiful thing he could have done with that whole experience and all of that. And uh, I, I want to put that really happy ending on it for, for folks. Cause it's not all doom and gloom. Like, and and when Yeshua takes you into these memories and does stuff, like he never leaves without kicking the enemy's butt. Like every time, like we we declare judgment. Like mm-hmm. all of the all of the deeds are written up. They're filed in the courts of heaven. Like stuff is dealt with. And um, the work that that we do is not only liberating me and healing me, but it's also paving the way for other people who are also shackled in that. And it's it's making stuff more free so that when their time comes like it's ready to go like the chessboard is set and the moves have already been aligned by the master chess player so it's just so cool to see how he's doing this and literally shutting down the works of darkness in all timelines and dimensions it doesn't matter where they are so that was i just that's the wrap up to that story um but i also wanted to just um make a, a quick comment on um at in the same time frame so and i'm sure this is um other people's stories as well but what i learned is that my essence hmm. um was also traded um in the kingdom of darkness and they've they uh, did a lot of the trading of that early on so during the during the time of tartaria uh, particularly for me it was done in eastern europe there's piles and piles of sorcery and magic and wickedness um, kind of in that area of the world that's very ancient and very well rooted. Um, and uh, so they made like the word I was given was billions of dollars off of trading my essence out over all of this time that has elapsed. And uh, they, in in particular, they kind of placed it in a castle that was star shaped. And you can, you can actually like go up and, and uh, do research on, these star forts that have been found all over the world and they're actually like they align with the heavenly bodies and um there's there's lots of 
very interesting necromancy and stuff involved with um the uh, the astronomy and the and the worship of the stars and the babylonian and the ashkenazi stuff and uh so this is kind of like why they would take you in essence and park it in one of these places and what they did with mine is that they actually like shot it up and um, were using it to charge lucifer's star so um my essence has been returned to me and uh and lucifer can't have it anymore but this is something that was also going on like wow since i just want to i just want to comment on for a minute it just yeah. because you know it, it was interesting as with many things um in this work like I, I i got into it i understood body i understood soul and only kind of understood spirit um it was years before i understood that essence was a thing like i didn't even have any grid and it was so interesting because when god finally kind of broke the whole thing open and he's like essence is a thing like all of a sudden we started getting like keys and tools i'm sure that you know, valerie probably took you through the essence prayer at and uh you know then we started getting this thing back and it's just transforming people's lives and, it, and you know and the best way that i can define essence for those that are like you know, maybe this is their first podcast ever. I really feel bad for you, by the way. If this is the first podcast of mine you're listening to, you have messed up. Like, you got to go back, friend. You got to go back, like, way back. Okay, so <laughs> like maybe at least start in part one of this series. But, you know, like, uh, essence is, the best way I can define it is life. And, and um, yeah, they, they don't just take body, souls. They actually take the essence itself, like the very life force that carries our frequency, trade it chop it up, sell it, um, and use it to power up all kinds of stuff. And so with that said, I'm so sorry that yours was used to power up the star of Lucifer. I mean, that's like awful. <laughs> yeah. It's Thank really terrible. God, you got it back. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, but the thing is that that like just knowing that explains so much for me about why my whole physical life in this timeline has always felt fragmented and why I'm so tired and why mentally I just like can't I'm a very deep thinker like mm. I I need to know why and I need to know the truth and I've always been like that so when you're like wired that way and you're trying to think through like these really like detailed difficult um heavy thought processes but you keep getting tired and you're not able to like pro like process stuff and, and you just you're like, I, I, I can't mentally do it. This explains it because when you're fractured and fragmented and your energy is literally being sucked out of you, like I talked about last time, how they had um, stuck me in between the the planets and the, and the stars and were using you to charge um, Lucifer's star. Like that literally has a physical effect on you until you cut the legal deals with the blood of Yeshua. And like, those are, those are openings. Like they can, they suck it out of your spirit, out of your soul, out of your body. Like, and then you wonder why, why you're sick, why you have depression, why you have all of these things. Well, cause it manifests in the physical realm. So knowing that was going on and then being able to shut it down. Like I've never been able to think so clearly in my life. <laughs> Like, this is awesome <laughs> and all of a sudden I have space up here 
to think about deep things in the scriptures and and actually study stuff that has been closed and hidden to me for so long because I just I didn't have the space to comprehend I couldn't go there even though I wanted to and I was mm-hmm. trying to so yeah like I, I I can't speak to it enough like you gotta figure this stuff out you gotta and like this is I would say that this doesn't just apply to um, people with stories like myself who are like have been in the worst of the worst um, I would say that probably every human on earth has at least some part of them being plugged into the kingdom of darkness because the deal is we're all descended from Adam and Adam our forefather signed away everything to the, to Lucifer like he did so right then and there just with one dude let alone all of the generations of our fathers who were walking in sin and transgression and iniquity and compounding all of the access points of us their children to the kingdom of darkness like the doors are wide open you have you have no idea how active and how opportunity seeking the wicked ones are so i would i would highly recommend to people like okay maybe you don't have a crazy story like me but you should definitely be shutting down and repenting of and and closing the doors on all of the access points that the wicked one has over your bloodline and over you as a person whether that be a long list or whether that be a short list because at the end of the day it needs to happen if you want to actually be able to walk in the light and in our calling and in our mandate as children of the most high so look into this stuff it's worth it <laughs> like dan and brad mysteries have done so much work on explaining this that like anyone can look it up and, and learn it and and ask the holy spirit and do the do the hard work of praying and, and reading the scriptures and figuring it out for themselves so let us not be lazy let us actually examine our lives and whatever the Holy Spirit reveals, let us take that and obey. It's, it's, it will literally change your life. It's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> might hurt a little bit when you have to admit some things, but it'll be good for you. Okay. So when you got fully delivered of the Tartaria thing, you got to be part of and, and actually a witness to tens of thousands of other soul fragments being delivered from almost like that whole portal involved in the time travel and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, 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 and that's the beauty of it. I, I, I remember years ago when I first realized like, okay, all right, this whole deliverance thing, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not just helping individuals here. If, if we do this right, if we really think through what's in front of us, every, every single deliverance session is a class action lawsuit. Yeah. Every single one. And, and, yeah. and sometimes we can pile on multiple class action lawsuits and the, the, the higher we go into the, the fantastic things, the kingdom of darkness has managed to figure out how to do. I mean, the more of creation we get to pull into those class action lawsuits, infinity, eternity, heaven, uh, earth, uh, other planets. I mean, everything is getting delivered and it's on, it's on the back of the, and I say the kingdom of darkness in some of these, you know, ways that they've linked everything and tied everything together with ley lines and energy pathways and rivers in the spirit and, um, you know, quantum entanglements. Like it, it was both there 
best idea and their worst idea at the same time. And <laughs> right now yeah. it's the worst idea. I, <laughs> we're we're yeah. going to push that pressure point. Yeah. So, okay. So um, that, that kind of closes that out. Now let's, let's talk a little bit more about, uh, uh, I guess, you know, the, the, the journey, right. Um, that you took, I guess in your training and 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 how that played out in your 3D world. Like what were some of the other ways that over the course of your programming and your healing that you've connected dots on? Okay, this is what they trained me to do. And this is what was then going on in my 3D world life. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start that with talking a lot about um, physical pain, because this was a big marker. And I'll talk about some other things like emotionally and uh, relationally and that kind of stuff, because I really want to bring this home for people who are like me, literally listening to a podcast and going, I have that. I have that. I think I have that. That sounds familiar. Oh, that's a word that I should look up. Um, cause at the end of the day, like we're talking about this because we want to trigger people and wake them up so that the whole kingdom of darkness comes crashing down. So, um, physical pain is a really easy one to do because a lot of people experience health issues. And so I'm going to, I'm going to start with that one. So, um, I've mentioned before, I've had like crazy back pain for most of my life. It kind of started around, um, my, uh, junior high years and just like aggravated itself as I uh, moved into my twenties. And, uh, I oddly enough, like I never really went to a doctor about it. Um, probably because of the other programming I had, like they'll program helplessness into you. And, um, there's a lot of death, um, death and self-destructive programming that they do where you believe that, and, and like, this was me, like, I believe like, well, this is just the way I am. So I guess I'm just gonna have to suffer like this for my whole life. And I can't be helped. And there is no way around it. And no one will take me seriously. No one will believe my story. Uh, these are very strong programs. And I also had the voice to skull tech going on in my, in my mind all the time. So um, even thoughts that I thought were mine, it wasn't actually me thinking it but I was believing it. And, and that's where you kind of link hands with, with the darkness and you, you let them in and then they take control of you. So they would you know, program whatever they wanted me to think so that I wouldn't seek help. I wouldn't get out of this cycle that I was in, um, in literally physical pain and physical pain is a very strong one because if you're constantly thinking about how you feel, you don't have space to think about other stuff, like certainly not spiritual things True. um <laughs> so you aren't gonna be like reading your bible or spending time in prayer if anything like they can use it um like like um lucifer tried to get job to curse god and die because he was like covered in boils dude was just suffering in agony lost all his kids lost his his house lost all his possessions everything He's sitting in a trash heap like that guy had serious programming attempts being done on him and they do the same thing to us today. This, um, so I've I've always been told that I have 
um, some minor scoliosis, which, which is where your spine kind of curves. Um, in my instance, my spine was kind of like shaped like an S. And um, that might seem insignificant, but it's actually huge. So one of the things that um, that I learned and slash like had revealed to me as I was coming out of this whole world of not having a clue what really happened to me and being delivered from <laughs> all of this stuff, I realized this year um, that part of the reason I had my spine shaped like that and the reason I had all this pain is because of some training that happened back in my preconceptive state um, when they time traveled me into World War II. And uh, they actually had me um, training under Himmler. And however, I wasn't training in the actual like uh, World War II, um, like where the soldiers are that we think of as World War II. Like this is where the battle was happening. This is where they were training all their recruits. It was, it was parallel with that, but removed. This is like the secret underground military training. So they had me up in, um, yeah, in the Antarctic. And actually they would switch between the Antarctic and the Arctic um, because of the portals and the location points and the ley lines and the the underworld kingdoms that are there. Antarctica is a very vile, wicked place. Um, I did spend a lot of time training there, particularly when I was um, in my shape-shifting capabilities, like as a mermaid. Um, and I've since been sent back to be shown what is actually there. And like, there really is a base there. There is an underground underwater base and there is great wickedness in that place. So they like to train their super soldiers in that, in those areas. And so I was like right at the end of my military training um, they were doing water exercises and you can imagine how cold that water is. So, but this is part of it because you can't feel anything when you're being sent on a mission. You just, you go, it doesn't matter how hot it is, how cold it is, how dangerous, how whatever. So we were training on this massive ship. It was called the HSS Himmler. Um, this war, this is a huge warship. Like the tech on this thing is beyond even what they have nowadays. And this ship was huge, like bigger than the aircraft carriers that they have today. This ship did not see active battle duty during World War II because it was, it's one of their secret um, ships and they have all kinds of these, these technologies. So I was just, training just, off of this. Just yeah, to ask ahead. this question. Yeah. Um, do, do you think that this particular ship existed on all timelines or, or just the timeline that you were happen to be time traveling into? I mean, do you think that if we go back in this timeline, that ship exists somewhere? I'm just asking. Um, <laughs> you will probably run into it in the past, but you won't find it today. Okay. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Continue. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we were doing diving and and like deep water diving. So 
it's it's the kind of diving that you like you go through the physical but then you have to transition in and in this case transition into my mermaid form so that you can actually uh, move in into the different dimension to be able to access the deeper kingdoms and and uh, move through those portals so I was down there I was just about to um, transition so I could switch into the next part the next phase of the underwater kingdom and um, I didn't transition fast enough and because of the speed at which I was going actually crashed right into the rock at the bottom and my spine was um, like fractured and broken and compressed and they had to haul me out like right away they sent me to a hospital in the Alps they have like secret military hospitals and stuff that they can do their surgery and their their work on and their sorcery (laughs) to heal you and uh so they like worked on me and worked on me um because of the way that my my spine because you can imagine you're like going down and then your whole spine just like crumple right so but they weren't able to get it perfect which is why i was left with the s shape um which was later used the s shape was later used um as a they turned it into like a a curse because the s um it's like satan or a snake right um and i was later and i so in my physical timeline i was actually cursed by my um she wasn't my real great grandmother but that's the place that she held um and she was a witch she cursed me and um my spine was what held that curse for a long 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 time so she cursed me with physical pain then i also had this other pain from this experience and um they kind of they pulled me out of training after i had this injury and they're kind of like she's pretty much done let's like move her to the next levels of initiation and and get her going um because they i was so close to my 13th birthday in that timeline and i was so close to being ready to um take that next level and and you know enter what they they had for me in the the skull and bones and the the new world order work that they didn't want to risk anymore and um the other piece of it is um that i just want to mention is in that same timeline that world war ii timeline um they also had me train under the russians uh, because the russians are the military geniuses of the world and and when I'm talking about that, I'm not talking necessarily in the like what you see on the news. What I'm talking about is like the the black militaries, the secret ones, um, because you have to remember different factions in the in the world, different nations, um, different groups within the nations, the different competing bloodlines. They all have um, they've been trading and accessing and doing rituals and giving sacrifices for millennia now to access certain technologies and knowledge and all of this stuff. Um, It's not necessarily like they all have blanket access to everything. Right. Um, Because they still, as much as they're like serving the works of the wicked one, like they're still competing and vying because you have to remember like this is sin at work and it's, well, Prime. And, was, and even what you're saying, you know, this was very 
explicitly explained by Tony Rodriguez, who I had several times. And, you know, he wrote the book series, Colony Cavalier, Secret Space Program. And I mean, he was basically on the crew of a, you know, vessel that the Germans were sending in and out to trade and, and they're trading yeah. for technology. They're trading for certain algorithms and um, getting information and, and you got to, you know, do so many trades and then you get a little piece or you get a few books, but not all the books. And then you have to go. And, and, and so they work on this over time, long, I mean, generations they're compiling, but it's like data is coming from all over the universe like they're different groups and entity groups have different pieces and it's it's just a huge world when it comes to acquiring technology uh on the scale of what they're trying to build into the new world order it's 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 uh cosmic exploits lots of trading and of course what are they trading they're trading your essence uh so-and-so soul parts like that you know birthrights and whatever they can get their hands on um anyway wow okay continue yeah so and that's exactly why then and because my original handler is george w bush like he like that bloodline the the windsor bloodline those guys kind of had the the say on me um but because of how high up they are in the in the kingdom of darkness they're able to send me to train under the nazis and send me to train under um the russians and in particular i trained under stalin's crack troops so um like I learned all the arts of warfare that you can know <laughs> at that point. And, um, and I, I was like the top of the top all the time in my classes and they, they wanted to keep me. They didn't want to give me back after they finished training me. And, uh, and I'll just make a note here that I've kind of mentioned this a few times where um, I was always at the top of my class. I was always like the leader um you know, I would just like get her done. And, and, um, this is, that is one of the things that has marked me in this physical realm as well, since I was very little, like I've always been an overachiever, always at the top of the class, always doing like above and beyond, like I can outwork anyone, um, like to the point that people would like be super jealous of me, try to like, um, get literally I've, I've had people try to get me fired from jobs because I made them look bad and like managers. I mean, I made my manager look bad. Like that's just kind of me. And uh, (laughs) so, but it was always some, and that was something that I was always like, could never understand. I was like, why? Like I can always find work and I can always be like promoted or like excel in things, but I'm only allowed to excel to a certain extent. And it's like, it's when, it's when I start to um, really show my capacity and like what I can do well. And then all of a sudden I'll just be like shut down or um, kept out of it. Or I'll be told, oh, you've reached the highest level. There is no more. So then I'll get bored and then I'll like move on to something else. And I was like, like, why is this? Why, why do I always have these people who are like taking advantage of my capacities, but then never being genuine about um like who I am as a person and I'm not a not a person who's like I need to be recognized but there when you have like certain abilities you can after a while of being used for other people's ends you kind of figure out the game and you're like okay like what's happening and this is something that I just could never understand and I was one of those kids who would have been labeled in the and I'm going to touch on this more 
um, but hopefully this is a bell ringer for some parents out there. I was one of those kids who would have been labeled as a special, um, not special needs, but like um, mm. special intelligence. Like the, uh, I would have fit in like a STEM program in um, um, a lot of those schools where they have just like the brightest and smartest yeah, we, kids. We, in America, they call them gifted programs. Gifted, yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, then they have Mensa later on, which yeah. is. Yeah. And those are all recruitment programs, guys. Like if you're looking at your children and you're like, oh, like they're really, really smart. I should sign them up for this um, Jason project, Jason learning, look it up. It's a recruitment program. Lots of these talent programs. Steer clear. Do not put your children in that. Do not go into them yourself. If you're a, a recent grad or a college student, like I was recruited into one of those programs in university and yeah, I did super well. I was the top female in North America. And uh, yeah, that was a recruitment program where they were looking to get me into um, what I was originally trained for and didn't have a clue. <laughs> so wow. only by the grace of Yahweh did I like literally not advance and not go any further. And he just steered me into a different, different route in my life where I was also headhunted and, and uh, I was working with other super soldiers in this like very um, progressive and fancy business, like super, like they were one of the top businesses in the country again, like you have these skills and abilities and they are exploited in the kingdom of darkness. And when you do not have a clue what's going on around you, you will find yourself inevitably placed in these situations where they are sucking the life out of you, the spiritual life of you, everything out of you. And you don't even realize that you're literally a living sacrifice to Lucifer. So um, back to the accident and everything like the because they will exploit all of your talents and, and abilities and this and that, sometimes they push too far. And this is this was a training scenario where they pushed too far because I was like, well, I'm going for it. Mm. Ended up in a wreck. Right. Yes. So um, the uh, the. I saw this whole, like, I, I, I saw this whole thing reenacted, um, like, like the memory came back super visually and everything for me. And, um, I was like, why wasn't I dead? Like I should, I should have died. And Yeshua said to me, I have held you this entire time. Like, He's the reason I didn't die in that accident. And I was just blown away by that. I, and he just said in this like super calm, quiet voice. And I just saw him, I saw his hand just holding me as I'm like in the hospital, having all this stuff done on me. And, you know, just so, so controlled, so overcome by the kingdom of darkness. And, you know, you trying to use my capacity to excel, to get out, to, um, to have justice done. You know, I'd mentioned before how they would torture me with, with the children being abused and, and cause they knew that it would just make me so angry. And I just, I 
need justice and they would use that to fuel me so that they could send me out on these missions. And then I would just, I would believe that I was doing the right thing and taking out the bad guy. So then I would just do what I needed to do. And, and I was just trying to like, feel like somehow I could get vengeance for the things that they were doing to the other children and to the things that they had done to me. And it was a, it was a survival mechanism. And, and the whole time, yes, she was just holding me in his hand. And I'm going to get back to this at the end of today's podcast, where I'm going to talk about like, why, Mm. why Mm. would he let you go through something like that? I think that's a big question that um, people have, and it can be used to dismiss a lot of memories that may come up where you're like, whoa, like that's just too much. I can't, um, can't process that. They can't be real. Like God wouldn't allow that. Um, but I want to get to that a little later. However, so the, so that diving accident was huge, had a physical manifestation in, um, in my body. And then I also had these other curses right. in my physical life. So that was one of the big things that um, was driving me to a point where I was like, I really need, I really, I need help. Like I need something to fix this. Like mm-hmm. what is giving me this pain? Mm-hmm. Cause I couldn't put my finger on anything in particular that had happened in my physical life that I knew of that would explain it. Yeah. So, um, back to your question about like how did things manifest in the physical timeline physical pain was definitely one of them and then another thing was um, like I mentioned like my drive to excel and always be at the top and always do like super well and um, that was linked to my super soldier abilities as well because um, go ahead no yeah and and then there was also an emotional component as well wasn't it Yeah. So the emotional component was in there as well. And, and this is all like, there was like the way that Yeshua made you, like, I have no doubt in my mind, like, yeah, he made me to be a person who, who seeks excellence. And that's a good thing. Like if you read the new Testament, uh, it talks about like, yeah, you should, you should be like living the best that you can to the glory of God, the father. Like that's, that's what we're made for. That's awesome. Um, Where that gets twisted and exploited is, when the works of darkness are like, Haha, we can take this and get her to do all this other stuff. And, um, and we can link it into all these pseudo capabilities through technology and experiments and, and, uh, and connections to stars and demonic and all these other entities. And then they can kind of uh, semi fuse those things and, uh, and start using the, they amplify it in a way that Yahweh never intended for, for it to be uh, manifested in, 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 used in the I, world i know okay so let me kind of say that another way um yeah. gotta give us actual gifts yeah. and abilities that are inherent to our design the enemy will sequester those usurp them to yeah. a degree power suck that and then get agreements in place to then basically cause us to kind of manifest that but only with the agreements that are made with the kingdom of darkness so it's always defiled and it's 
never what God intends it to be fully. And, and, and I have seen this so many times. It's like, you have a genuine gift, like a genuine singing gift, a genuine physical ability, a gen, whatever it is. And it's like, but th there's a, a false power source on it. And there's all kinds of other things. And it's like, once that breaks off, it's like, there's room for what God genuinely put there to come through. And then there's for people that are taking that journey of deliverance, this point of decision where they're like, Am I willing to let go of what defiled this? Because I don't know what it's like not to have that false power source. And uh, it is uh, so interesting to watch people cross over that line and be like, oh my gosh, this is how God designed me to operate. And this is amazing. And now my spirit comes into alignment and this is so easy. Now it all makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. I get it. Please continue. Sorry. No, yeah, that's so important to say because I I feel like there is this fear, um, in particularly particularly in the super soldier community where we have these heightened so called gifts and abilities, or at least that's what we think that they mm -hmm. are, and mm -hmm. we're like, well, I you know I survived Montauk or I survived whatever it is, and um, I'm out of there now, and but I I this Yeshua like this scriptures thing, this repentance and and need to like be washed in the blood of the Lamb and forgiven that's like too far. So I'm going to just like tell myself that I can ride in the middle of these two worlds and be a hero and use the abilities that I got from the past to, you know, help other people or make myself like heal myself or you, whatever it is that you think you can do with your capacities. And I am in no way um, dim diminishing the capacities. Like there are people out there who can do wild things um, because of the augmentation that has that has gone on and i understand also how addicting that can be it is like for me uh, my workaholic capacity my ability to outdo and outrun people um <laughs> get this can make you a lot of money people recruit for that they love that so one of the big um carrots that was always dangled in front of me is if you do really well you can be really wealthy and because I had absolutely left my um, my family behind and I was trying to get independent and and create my own life separate from all their abuse and all their junk, um, I needed financial capacity to do that. So, um, but that, that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it um, good and righteous and holy and what we were intended for. And... Um, so I just, I want to encourage anyone who's got these capacities and maybe you're listening to this and going, so what is on the other side? What if I lose that power that I have? Like, that's the only thing that's like holding me together. Um, you have to recognize that you've, you've been lied to by the enemy. That's, you've actually been programmed as a safeguard to believe that if you give up those things your everything will crumble and you'll never be happy again you'll never be able to defend yourself again you'll never be able to be healed or anything and they actually have layered that into you to make sure that you never cross over well, to the other side you know since you're bringing it up i mean i, I i'm sorry if i'm derailing your no uh, go ahead objectives here but but i mean it is it, it is something that i ran into i mean i'm talking years ago these 
super soldier projects, there's an underlying program that basically is a, 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 a belief system. Yeah. Humans are wimps. Like it, it just is basic. It's very simple. It's like to be just mortal, just to be human is to be less than what you really are, which is chosen and special. And so like, there's this innate disdain that is programmed for people that have been through the super soldier projects. And it's like, if I give up abilities that were genetically engineered into me, activated through occult mechanisms, and then powered up by demonic agreements, I am going to be pathetic. And, and so it's like, whoa, like it's a subconscious projection that really makes it distasteful. And that's, that's the actual safeguard on protecting themselves and their system from the revelation of what happens when God actually unlocks his sons and daughters. Yes. Because this is what I, I tell people. I say the devil is actually outclassed um, because human spirits in Christ like fully actualized. There's nothing like it. I mean, the Bible says the angels desire to look into these things. Like there is something so special about our spirits yep. actualizing Christ. The devil is out. They don't even have a, like a, a, a game plan for how to deal with that group. So they just yep. want to completely block it and shut it down. And they do it yep. with programming. And, and there's many people that have been through super soldier projects, various areas of new world order programs like yourself that are absolutely called to the army of God and, yes. and God's last day generation to confront the new world order with the, yeah. you know, the, 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 uh, fist of faith. And, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, I have seen it so many times though. And it's, it's amazing because when you run into it, I mean, it's, it's like gnarly. It's like mm -hmm. yuck human. It's like all of the counterfeit genetics stand up on like, and then it, don't come anywhere near us. We want, we want to be here. And yeah. um, wow, that, that, that can be really deep, but anyway, it's good to expose. Thank yeah. You. And that's, that's absolutely it. And I had, I didn't, I wasn't able to um, use words to describe what you just so well put together, but um, I definitely had that feeling my whole life of like, what's the matter with these kids? Like, can't they work any harder? Like, well, come on, people, it's not that hard. <laughs> that was the programming. It was manifesting in like my thought process, right? Wow. And uh, yeah, it's real. And what I want to encourage anyone who's like in this space of like, well, why would I do that? I want to encourage you with this. Okay. So I have for myself repented of and given up all of my super soldier programming. And, um, and like I literally, and I can tell you this. There is a physical change. Um, the day that um, Valerie and I uh, did the prayers to release all of that program, I woke up the next day just exhausted. <laughs> I was like, uh, I can't do anything. <laughs> I was so tired. And I'm like, what happened to me? Like, is this what it means to be human? And it took me two months to just process and be like oh like I like this crazy drive that I've always had to just go 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 like gone and and I just had to process like how, how this felt in my body 
And yes, I did feel weak. But here's what happened after that. Um, because I was pressing into the spirit and reading the word and continuing to seek my salvation and the armor of Yahweh and the gifts that he has for us in Yeshua, I started to feel very strong again in a different way. I felt humble in my spirit because obviously I couldn't boast about anything anymore and how awesome I was, but I could boast in the strength that is in Yeshua. And he started, like, he literally gave me a birthday present on my real birthday. That is phenomenal. Like the, 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 tools and the weapons and the armies and the capacities and the gifting that he's been unleashing for what I am called to do in my life is way beyond, mm-hmm. way beyond what the kingdom of darkness would have ever a imagined to give me mm-hmm. or B been willing to give me because it's even more dangerous and more awesome than what they can comprehend. I have stuff that they can't even fathom. And I've been in certain cert- certain capacities been told, okay, you use this weapon. You use this. You call in this. And things disintegrate in the spirit. Doesn't matter what I'm up against. They're gone. They're done. They're judged. They're waiting the final day when they get to give an account. Stuff is filed in the courts of heaven. The blood of Yeshua is covering all of that wickedness. Like, it's awesome. And each of us as children of of Yahweh, we have our own personal special setup that was bought for us at Calvary. It's been waiting for us since before the world was created. And we are being called to step into this in faith and repentance. And there is nothing in the kingdom of darkness that can rival this stuff. And like Dan said, we are there. There are literally people who are being called into the army of the kingdom to smash things down, not just today, but at the end of time. And I can't wait for it, man. Like when that Joel two army rides, it's going to be a good day. And I'm telling you, those horses are real. I've seen them and they are awesome. Phenomenal. Like, and, and he's given out horses, people. You, you, you just can't know until you are willing to lay it all out on the line and be like, I'm in, please take me in. And he will, he will. Absolutely. Right, so, so yeah, go ahead. No. So we talked about, we, we, we talked about physical aspects of the training and how that affected, right. Present day world stuff and emotional aspects and how that affected present day stuff. Um, but uh, I, I think you were going to talk or you were going to come back and talk about something and then give us a piece of the story that you left out about what actually led you to finding bride and yeah. and somehow connect in pieces of Babylon and Egypt. So I, I don't know how this is going to come together, but I, you know, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, the, and so the emotional and the physical stuff that was going on, um, I'll just, I'll just lay it out there very simply for people. Um, I was, so in this physical timeline, we're talking now, um, like I was, uh, 
I was a what they would call a high functioning person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always very fascinated with um, like the personality quizzes and okay, I'm just gonna do this because this is fun. Uh, there was a this thing called an Enneagram, which was really popular in the churches not very long ago. Maybe it still is going around. Uh, I'm just gonna lay it out there. That is absolute witchcraft. Run away from that thing. I got sucked into that lie and it was awful. Like the things that the programs and the thought processes that that triggered in me were horrific. So yeah, I was my, it's, it it was my assumption when I looked at it and the shape of it, it feels like it's a derivative of, of Kabbalah and kind of pulls on some of this, like, but like almost like a reformatting of that. Um, But anyway, I, I'm, I'm gonna let you talk about it. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah, it's right out of Kabbalah. Like, don't touch it, people. Please don't. <laughs> if you've been in it, repent. Cover yourself in the blood of Yeshua. Shut those portals. Get them. Get them out. Um, and um, so on the outside, like I looked very successful because um, I like you know top of my class like all the time in in university and um, you know got headhunted into a really good job and I seemed fine. Um, but on the inside, I was a total wreck. And, uh, and that was the voice skull technology. I had um, um, no secure attachments, um, lots of trauma bonding. Um, the physio- physiological pain that I was experiencing just like kept building, like the older I got. Um, yeah. And so though, and then spiritually, I was in a place of, of darkness. Um, I had been going to a church for a while, but it was just not like, I really wanted to know the truth and the truth was not there. Like the people were there, the words were there, but the truth was not there. And I knew it. And I eventually just left. I was like, I can't do this pseudo Christianity anymore. Um, And so, but I was just lost. I was like, I have all this pain. I have this crazy family. Like, what do I do? Like, what is the point? Am I just here to make money, pay taxes and retire? Like, that sounds terrible. So um, I would spend a lot of time like trying to research my symptoms and try to understand trauma and how it worked and how it, um, how it moves between like generations and then how it moves into your body, how it moves into your cells, your DNA, how it all gets passed through. And I was in this place where I was like, you know, if I'm going to have a family, like I really need to deal with this stuff. Cause just the re and I will say like the research on the internet for intergenerational trauma and the effects of that on your body it's good. It's enough to wake you up if you really are trying to look, but it doesn't go nearly as deep as what we know um, through the scriptures and and the work that Dan's done and, and several other people like um, Canaan Ministries. Um, like there's there's a lot there, and uh, but I was trying to just unravel this for myself and trying to decide like what is my future going to look like? Who am I? Who am I going to be? Cause I didn't want to repeat what I had grown up in. Uh, and I, I wanted to be a good person, but I just felt like I was hitting a wall. Like I just, 
I can't get there. And is God real? I don't know. Maybe I was taught to believe the Bible, but like, I don't know. Like I, I had so many blinds over my eyes and so much programming that I like, I couldn't even read the scriptures and get anything out of it. Or I would want to read the Bible because I would um, like the book of John. I've spent so much time in the book of John because that book is there's some about that book, man. Oh, if you're looking to learn about who Yeshua is, read the book of John. It is. I, I think that my salvation rests in that book <laughs> because the spirit is strong when you read those chapters. And I would want to read the book of John because it would just be so comforting. But then I would, I would, I couldn't read it. Like it, it would just, something would just be fighting me all the time. And um, th- I want to shed light on this stuff because I think this might help some people out. Um, I would, I thought this was normal for a long, long time. Um, it wasn't until actually like this year <laughs> working with Valerie that I figured out this is not normal or good. Um, so I used to have horrific like in detail dreams and nightmares. And um, I didn't realize what it was at the time, but astral projecting, mm-hmm. tons of it. So for those of you who may not have a clue what this is, astral projecting is literally like someone who can um, show up in the spirit as their physical selves, uh, usually at night in your sleep. Um, some people will describe it as... Um, they will seem to be in your room. Um, for me, they would show up like it was like in my mind, like in my dream. And it would be my fake mom or my my fake aunt, like the people who were abusing me, um, who I had thought I had cut off from my life, my physical life. But they were accessing me in the spirit, like regularly. And I thought I was just like stuck with bad memories. Nope. That is literally them using all of the access points, all of the witchcraft, all of the sorcery, and they come in, they love the night hours to do this, and they would just mess with my mind. And they would literally speak like false prophecies and false words, and they would torment me, and they would show me false visions of the future or whatever it was. And I would just wake up just like feeling disgusting and tired and just like relieved that I was awake and they weren't in the room but also like what was that my whole life this has happened to me and um and I and I didn't know what I was like oh I just have really terrible dreams so this was starting to really pick up and um get to a point where I was like I don't know if I want to go to sleep at night. Um, And then I also had, um, for a long time, I had a big eating disorder, uh, bulimia. Um, That was also programming that was done to me um, to make me believe that like um, my, like I could cure the emotional pain that I had from having no secure attachments and, um, that relationships weren't worth investing in and people don't love me and, um, that I'm only, I'm only loved and accepted if I excel and do well. And if I keep my mouth shut and don't cause any trouble and, um, um, and do what I'm told, all that kind of stuff, which is very opposite. You'll notice from how I was 
um, trained preconception, which is excel or die. <laughs> this wow. is kind of the reverse. It's like, interesting. You can, you have to yeah. please us and yes. we'll play mind games with you and we'll, um, we'll gaslight the heck out of you. So you're always guessing. And if you don't try to figure out our game and if you don't keep playing the game, then you're a goner. So that is super confusing to navigate and to try to like function in, Mm -hmm. Um, particularly if you just get married and then you're like, you're messed up. Your spouse doesn't have a clue what's going on. Like the Holy Spirit is not in either of you operating. Like it is a disaster. And, um, I started seeing the effects of what I didn't realize at the time, but this is what was going on is the, the the curses that are handed down to you in the Freemasonic lines. They're real. So um, I was literally seeing the effects of that, like on my marriage, um, like finances, like everything was like starting to implode and my health. Mm -hmm. And like, it just, got me to a point where I was like, there's gotta be a different way to live. So what drove me to, to start really waking up is I just decided one day, I'm like, I'm going to look into this thing called natural health and see where it goes. Maybe that's, maybe that'll help me. I had heard some stuff about um, this type of, they call it a healing methodology. Um, I will put a big asterisk on it today. Uh, they call it somatic healing. It's big in the yoga community. It's big in the um, secondary, like the natural health yeah. world. Sure. There are some things in it that are yet yeah, valid and, and mm-hmm. real, but the way that it is, packaged and um given to the people is usually almost always tied to at the end of the day kabbalah and some version of new world order worship wow um so but that was my key that was how i got into it so i started going i found this um this lady who was doing these somatic yoga classes And at this time, like, I didn't have any real, like, spiritual awareness. I was just like, well, I'm going to try it. Because supposedly if you do this, then your body will, um, if you, like, work your body into a sweat where it's tired, then it will shake out the trauma and you'll be able to release a bunch of stuff. Not having any clue about the reality of, like, the energy and the the witchcraft and the, the chance that can be called in on you while that's happening, like, don't go to this stuff. <laughs> like it's not good. But I went and I fully experienced it and uh it seemed to be working. Like I'm not saying that the powers of darkness don't work. They do. Um this is why people are so big in the yoga communities and the guru and the self-healing and all of this. Like there's power in darkness. Absolutely. I worked in a in a business that was they literally were making millions of millions of dollars hand over fist because they had fully given themselves over to to the dark side and they were getting paid huge payday but so i experienced this i was like oh my body's like releasing stuff i feel good like this is awesome um and then i um found this naturopath and i did again didn't know any better and i was letting her do tapping 
Um, and I was feeling good and I was like, oh, I'm releasing like these bad emotions that I'm carrying. Um, and then she recommended this Reiki lady and I didn't really know what Reiki was. Um, but so I went one time and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Yeshua let me do this just so that I would experience this and then be able to wake up and be cleansed from it. But I went one time, one time only, not having a clue, like you're literally opening yourself up to having curses and and spells and all kinds of witchcraft done on you when you let yourself be examined by these people and you ask them to literally look at your soul and your spirit and, and all your chakras and everything. And um, this woman claimed to be a, to only see white energy or a good energy. <laughs> and she saw like, this stuck in my mind and really started waking me up. She said she, all she could see around me was this white orb. She's mm-hmm. like, there's nothing evil in you. It's all on the outside, but there's something trying to come against you. And I was like, what? Because I'd been programmed to believe and and had all of this trauma work done on me to make me believe that I was responsible for all the issues in my um, in my fake family. So my, like I'd been told my whole life, it's, it's your problem that, um, our marriage is the way it is. It's your problem that, you know, this or that is happening because you aren't praying enough for, for these people and you aren't praying for, for this and you're not being a good Christian. And like, I was literally told this stuff as a child. So I believed it. I was like, well, I must be the problem here. So from that, just that experience, I was like, huh, Maybe I'm looking at this wrong. And then um, the same naturopath sent me to this because I'm like, by this point, I'm like, I'm starting to wake up spiritually, Um, not towards the things of Yeshua, but just starting to realize like, maybe I have some other things that I can understand. And maybe in this secondary, like this other world, these things are um, understood. And maybe I can talk about some of the weird spiritual things that I've experienced in my life. Um, so I start like really researching stuff and looking into it and I go to this osteopath. There we go. Osteopath. Okay. So I go to this osteopath and, um, I'm like, Hey, I'm having all this back pain. And I just, I think I have trauma from all this stuff. I don't know for sure. I just, I need help. Like, can you fix my body? And she's like, yeah, we can definitely take a look. And um, so she gets me on the table. She starts examining me. And I just remember in that moment, like from the moment actually I walked in the door of her clinic to the moment that I left, this peace just came over me and around me. And I just felt very safe. What I didn't realize is that in that moment, I had literally just been connected with a CIA agent who was sent to dispatch me, and I was being covered by the Holy Spirit to keep me alive. And I had no clue, none whatsoever. And that may sound really nuts, but if you think about it, here I am having all of these things come together, culminate in my life. Like my life is in a really bad place, a dark place. 
And now I'm starting to try to find my way out. Well, what is the kingdom of darkness going to do about that? They're going to try to deal with that and keep me either not aware, but because I'm starting to wake up, they're like, okay, we got to do something. So either we are going to set up her programming so that she starts to wake up and then hopefully we can direct her back into line, back into the path that we originally created for her, or we're going to get rid of her. So I didn't realize in this moment that that was the line I was walking. I just thought, hey, I think I found someone who can help me. And I was not inviting the Holy Spirit into my life at this time. I was not reading the word. I was not walking in obedience. I was not repenting. I was just grasping at whatever I could try to get. So the first appointment goes really well, I think. Um, She does a few manipulations. I feel awesome. I'm like, oh, man, I think I think this is it. So I keep going back to her. And this this is all happening. And like the first time I went was like 2018 and then 2019 is when I really started like going a lot to her. And I think we were like three sessions in where she started working on uh, trauma release. And at this time, like I was still identifying as a believer. Um, And it's funny because when I look back at this timeline, like what what I just said is I came to her not really being interested in the scriptures or anything but it's like something accelerated over the year of like from the end of 2018 forward where it's it it's crazy like I still don't understand how fast this happened like it's like I just got fast-tracked in the spiritual realm to start needing to know the truth and needing to know if the Bible was true and if Yeshua was real and if I could get healing, like I needed to know. And at the same time, the powers of darkness are trying to keep up. So by this like third session where she starts to work on this trauma stuff, um, like in that session, I start seeing like real trauma vision of like memories from the past. And this stuff was all memories that have been programmed into me from my fake family as a cover story for all of the stuff that I've been talking about on this program (laughs) (laughs) because they needed me to have a secondary story that I thought made sense based on what I had been raised in and and had you know been exposed to and been told in the photographs and this this and that um so that because it's a layer right they They want you to hit a wall so you don't wake up. So I'm like, I'm seeing stuff that's not my trauma, but I think it is because it's coming out of me. And yeah, they put it in me, but it wasn't my stuff. And I'm getting this stuff released. I just remember after the very first session, she gave me this really weird look and I've never forgotten it. So then fast forward another session and, uh, um, and and this peace is still like over me. I'm feeling really good every time I go and um, I'm starting to like read the Bible and like be like, whoa, um, maybe, maybe a shoe is like real and uh, I should start calling on his name again. And so I was kind of like starting to take baby steps again to that. And uh, I was starting to pray more and 
just like starting to like have little bits of faith and hope that I would be healed maybe. And, um, it was around like a couple sessions later that she's, she kind of drops this, um, this line of like, Oh, like I believe in the light. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I believe in Jesus. She's like, Oh really? Me too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pause right there. I mentioned this a couple episodes back where I was talking about, um, names and, uh, this is not a judgment to anyone, but just a clarification that in the realms of darkness, um, there literally is a fake Jesus, a fake father, a fake Holy spirit. Like they've counterfeited all of that. And this is why someone like Oprah can sit on the main stage and say like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Yeah, yeah, yeah. and be a child sacrificing Moloch loving shapeshifter because they're not lying. It's real. So I having no, not having not the ability to be like, hmm, I wonder which Jesus she's talking about. I'm like, sweet. Like, okay. Like we're both Christians. Awesome. So then uh, we go to do work on the table and again, doing more of this trauma release. And I start getting like, so I'm seeing things happening in the spirit. And this is literally what's going on. Like memories are coming up. Those are getting released. I st- I've started praying by this time, inviting the Holy Spirit to come in because I'm like, there's some crazy spiritual things going on here. And I didn't know I could see in the spirit at all, but mm-hmm. I can now. So, okay. And so I was like inviting him in to just like keep me safe because I'm getting like starting to get like things are appearing and I'm getting scared. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, the only way that I can be saved is like if I'm calling on the name of Jesus. And at, at the time I was, Jesus was the name that I, I knew. And, um, I call him Yeshua today because I've since kind of been like, whoa, that's his real name. Sweet. Um, but this is just all evidence to say, like, if you know, his name is Jesus and that's all you're calling on at the end of the day, it's about what's in your heart. And he knew that that's who I was calling on. So he, he showed up, he was there. And, and, um, and this is why I say like no judgment to anyone about names. Um, so he, so this, these angels, these um, angels of wickedness like they are like black and dark and they are coming in like full scale and trying to take me out on this table and I'm just like saying like the name of Jesus like Jesus 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 over and over again like save me save me save me and and he's coming in and he's knocking these things out and just like like full scale battle happening before my eyes as we're doing this so-called trauma release session and this is where I start seeing um, memory. This is now like my actual memories because we kind of we started getting past the things that they had programmed into me, and so other things started coming up. And uh, so I was seeing myself in like in Babylon, like in the on the ziggurats, and I was um, seeing all of these entities in darkness, and I couldn't like see what was inside the portals that they were on, but I knew that something bad was going on and it like my whole body is just like reacting to this right just like major major memories and um so as i'm like seeing these memories i'm also being attacked because these beings don't want me to be seeing this stuff and knowing what's going on and 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 then have me like repent of it and and ask jesus to take it out um so you know get through all that release a bunch of the stuff and 
uh, we get up, uh, I get up after the end of the session and I'm like, wow, that was awesome. And this osteopath is standing at her table looking at me and she's just shell shocked. She's like, whoa, what was that? And doesn't really say anything else besides that doesn't really acknowledge Jesus or anything even though she said she was praying for Jesus to come save me and all this stuff. And um, what I didn't realize at the time is that every time we did a session like this, I was literally being offered up on an altar. She's calling in. She's a CIA agent. She was trained similarly to me. And I'm just going to read her CIA number. Because this is all written up. She's going to judgment for this one. 519-136-CIA program spy. Vitalia Daza. She is calling in all of her cohorts under her to come destroy me on the table. I'm calling in the true Jesus Christ. I have no idea that I'm actually like in this battle. But this is what I'm believing. Because I'm like, oh, I'm finally getting healed. And he's coming in and knocking her agents out. Like, they cannot touch me on this table. And and he's revealing stuff. And I'm seeing visions. And, like, my spiritual eyes are getting open. And I'm just like, wow. And I'm, and I'm getting up from the table alive, untouched, unharmed, doing great. And, like, rejoicing that I'm getting healed. And, and she's like, Stick isn't dead yet. You know? nuts and and i'm like well let's keep going man let's go (laughs) she's like majorly failing in her assignments here so the next level is this she she's like okay i can't kill her on the table so let's she has to do something else she's like well i really would love to be your friend you know i'm not really friends with many people but um you seem like a really cool person so i'd love to be your friend And I'm like, well, sweet. Like, we have so much in common. Like, let's be friends. You know, we get along great and all this stuff. I'm still not cluing in at all, right? And so basically, like, over... So then COVID happens. um, And uh, I didn't do as many sessions with her, but we started developing a friendship, kind of, um, like, a little bit, like, long distance. And, uh, like, she was good. Really, really good. Really well-trained. Because I'm not a person who like divulges a lot of like certainly not my spiritual life to most people and especially not this kind of stuff. I mean until now, people... yeah, until now, now right. doing it on the podcast and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thousands of people just heard all of it. But right, but this, this is like, it's the community I, that understands. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, well, this is the first person I've ever met who I can even talk to about this stuff and and kind of has a framework of reference, right? And I, I feel like less of a like a freak who just doesn't have any place to park myself in this world, right? And uh, so I was really excited to have a friend for once. And um, <laughs> so we developed this friendship and pseudo friendship. And as time goes by over 2020, 2021, and leading into 2022, um, w- we started like, so I'm like fast tracking into my faith in Yeshua 
I like rededicate my life to him. I'm reading the scriptures. I'm researching anything I can get my hands on to wake up to the real truth. And um, I think most people would say 2020 was used to wake a lot of us up. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's a blessing. That's so good. Um, and it definitely was for me. Like I spent hours and hours just emptying my brain of stuff that I thought was well, true. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, it seems like there's almost like every decade, there's like a big uh, wake up call. Like like, yeah. like 2001, like you had 9-11 and then you had yeah. the truther movement, like bam. And some people caught that, that bus. And if you missed that, then it was like 2012. There was like, oh, the Mayan calendar didn't actually produce the end of the world. Wait a minute. What the heck, though? Yeah. Because all the, you know, uh, people that were on a conspiracy train before that from 9-11, like had all this product. I was like, I started reading this stuff. Like, there's some nuggets here. You ride through that, get into the Trump and then Q. And uh, but then the COVID thing for people that was like, they got slapped by reality. Like, why am I wearing a mask and the whole globe is on a lockdown for a freaking flu? And yeah. all right. Yeah, totally. It's, and anyway, I'll just say it. Go it's ahead. true. It's so true. And honestly, like from the, the place that I am now, I look back on this stuff and I'm like, this is literally like the grace of Yeshua just like planting himself in our face and being like, are you awake yet? Hello, like, guys, the end of the world is near. There's a set date for judgment and I'm coming. Like, I've already prepared the way. Are you going to repent? Are you going to accept my free gift of eternal life yet? And 2020 was that for me. Like, it was like, Hmm. get your act together. Get your house in order. Like, start genuinely looking for the truth. And when I say the truth, I'm talking about Yeshua HaMashiach, the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And I needed him so bad because the th- here's the thing. Yeah, I was having like, I was starting to like feel better in the physical, but like my life, my fi- my um, relational life and all that other stuff was still a complete disaster and mess. I'm still having these crazy like dreams at night and and, and, you know, I'm still suicidal and depressed and anxiety. And like, I am a mess. Like I am a mess. So like I needed help. And I'm like, he's, he's gotta be it by this point. I'm convinced. Um, and so as I'm like progressing in my relationship with him and this, this CIA spy, um, so she's like literally playing the role of like, I'm a Christian. So just enough so that I would believe her. And, uh, and so we would, she would, usually it was her. I rarely did this, but she would be like, Oh, I really need prayer right now. And she would, what I realized now it was a bait to uh, get me into a spiritual um, scenario where she could exert her power over me. Mm. And, uh, and then obviously try to take me out. And, and she was doing this long distance now. So we're separated, not in the same room anymore. Like, it's like cross country. And um, if you look into a lot of the witchcraft and stuff that is done in Africa, Mm. um, a lot of the witches will talk about how they can, they can do all kinds of things without being in the room to people. It's amazing. Well, not amazing, but it's, it's terrible. It's real. And so this is now the level of witchcraft that we're at. And so I would like, um, by this time I'm starting to clue in like, okay, I need to always clothe myself in the in the armor of god and i need to call in um 
uh, not the angels, but I need to ask the Holy Spirit to like put his presence over me and protect me. Um, and if there's some uh, warfare that we need to do, then um, like, tell me what I should do. Um, Cause I, I had, I had had enough things come at me on the table in these scenarios that I knew that if I tried to do anything in my own power, I was a sitting duck and I was, I didn't want, I was like, no, 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 we're not having that happen. So I would just ask him to tell me what to do. And every time that he told me what to do, I would do it. And then, and he would, he would dispatch whatever was sent against me. So this is what I was doing now when she was calling me in to pray with her. And um, so in the spiritual realm, um, she would manifest as a thunderbird and she was really into indigenous stuff and went through the whole like naming ceremony and everything. And, and um, uh, I'm not going to say that um, indigenous people in and of themselves are bad, but I will say this of the, the um, practices and the, um, the underlying belief systems that they have uh, at the end of the day, they are not rooted in the gospel of Yeshua. They are rooted in paganism and Kabbalah and they all trace back to Nimrod. So I know that's super cool thing right now. And in Canada in particular, you'll, if you've followed the news up here anyway, um, everything is about indigenizing everything and it's all in the school systems and it's all the medicine wheel, the medicine, wheel, the medicine wheel, guys, the medicine wheel, there's four colors and they are the colors of the Delta program. This is MK, uh, MK ultra programming, like at its finest in our school systems over our children. These guys are literally inciting old world magic over our children and over our homes and over our societies. And they're doing it in the name of being culturally sensitive. This is the gospel of the new world order. And it looks different depending on your nation based on how they've primed and program the people in america it looks different canada this is what they're doing here it's everywhere and you can't say anything against it unless <laughs> you're filled with the holy spirit and you're like this is the lie don't worship satan and i'm saying that today but this is like at the time i was still like well i don't want to judge like you know i want to be sensitive so i wasn't saying anything well i should have been rebuking that stuff straight up and walking out and asking the Holy Spirit to shut the doors. Because here's the thing. I was also programmed with some of the native stuff because they can channel spirits and they can shape shift. Some of the tribes have massive power in this. If you haven't listened to Nathan Reynolds with the Linen Railroad, check him out. He'll talk about a lot of their stuff because um, he also was in this realm. And they love accessing this stuff that people have no idea what it is so she would show up in the spirit as a thunderbird and i would show up as a golden eagle and she would always tell me that her thunderbird was superior to my eagle but if you study the scriptures and the uses of the eagle in the scriptures you will find two things one they're either used as judgment or they are used as an emblem of absolute glory and beauty for the most high. There's some other things they stand for as well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Including like, the prophetic. Uh, yeah. Prophetic. Yes. Yes. And so, and I'm just like trying not to be like a judgmental, but I was being an idiot. 
And I'm like, okay, okay, you could be greater than me. That's fine. You know, like, okay. And I don't need to be somebody not cluing in that we're literally having a battle here in the spirit like this. And, and so I, like we're doing these prayers and, and she would be calling in crazy things. Like I had armies come against me literally one time I, there was this full militia that was ordered to march to my house and destroy me. And Yeshua stood in front of them and he said, she's mine. They all turn around and walk away. And this is all in the spirit. All in the seeing. spirit. I saw it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and then, wait, so is this the person that finally you get to the end and she's like, you should check out Discovering Truth. <laughs> is this the one? Yeah, this oh is her. <laughs> so in 2021, because she's not getting anywhere with me, right? She's like, hey, you should check out this episode um, with the, she just sent me the link for the one that you did with um, uh, Canaan Ministries and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, what was her name? It was on the Merfolk? Yeah, on Merfolk. Uh-huh, yeah. Amanda, yeah, Amanda Bynes. Amanda and, and, and Priscilla. Mm-hmm. Priscilla, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so thank you, Priscilla, for sharing your story. Oh, my goodness. That woke me up. Like, that was like two symbols just right over my ears. So I listened to that. and I'm like reacting to this whole thing, just shaking and quaking. I'm like, yeah, I believe you, but uh, <laughs> maybe is this me? Fast forward to 2022. And um she came one final time to my house. Don't do this, people. Don't invite people into your home unless Yeshua has said. And even today, um, like, I will, if someone has to come to my house because they're um, a neighbor or, you know, someone like a whatever, they got to fix the pipes or the whatever, water heater, I will still ask Yeshua to park angels at the gates and I'll say, make them walk in naked and afraid and submissive to you in this place and shut off whatever it is that they're bringing with them and shut down whatever it is that they're bringing with them so that they can have no power in this place. And he does it. And um, so I should have done that for her, but I didn't. I was, however, praying and I had asked the Holy Spirit to deliver me and to keep us safe and like to not let powers of darkness have any work at all um, in, in our home while she was there. And while she was doing her work, that, um, that session was one of the most powerful ones I had. And I literally had the queen of England. She was still alive at the time. She literally came in shape shifted in her reptilian form and was going to try to strangle me on the table. I also had another ancient demon try to suck me back into um, like the second dimension, second heaven. And I just cried out to Yeshua. I was like, you got to save me. Like, I can't have this thing take me. He literally sucks me out of that dimension, brings me back, drops me in my yard, this thing comes hurtling out of that dimension into my yard. I'm laying on the table, but my body's like outside. Crazy. And Yeshua 
shows up as the mighty angel of Yahweh, grabs me, sticks me in him, and then he just pulls out his sword and he just destroys this thing. Like, goner. In my backyard, like where I live today. And that that session was the last in, in-person one I had. And she was like looking at me like, what, like, what is the matter with you? And it wasn't long after that. It was in the summer. This is last year, 2022. It got to a point where she'd been talking about how she didn't like the internet and um, she didn't like to talk about herself. And, you know, if she couldn't, she didn't have her business, then she wouldn't be on social media and this and that. And I had never, like, I tried to take people at their word, give them a chance. And so I never really like Googled her to see if she was telling the truth or not. Um, But then she was like sending like pictures and then I was seeing them on her Instagram. Like later, I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like, that's kind of fake. You don't just like send your same stuff to your like supposedly best friends and then like brag about it online. Like, that's just weird. It was some stuff that was like out of character. And then I, uh, one day the Holy Spirit, I was just like kind of talking to him about this, that, and the other. And, and he's like, just Google her, just look her up. So I look her up and okay. Like I understand if people have like one or two accounts for personal and business, she had way more than that on Instagram, Facebook, all these other things. Yeah. I was like, very suspicious and like seductive pictures. I was like, Whoa, wait a second. Like we have had so many conversations about how, Uh, We don't want to be on the internet. We don't want to be like, you know, flashing our lives around. And here you are doing the complete opposite of everything you've ever said that you stand for. And I was like, okay, like this is not good. So I take to the Holy Spirit. I'm like, what's going on here? And he gave me this whole revelation of what I was supposed to say to her. Write this message out. I sent it to her. And I said, um, Whatever her response is, let that tell me whether she's supposed to be in my life or not. And sure enough, I get a response and it was not her talking at all. It was demonic to the core, just raging demonic accusations and stuff trying to trigger me and get me to react based on my programming, which I still didn't know I had at the time, but I knew enough to know that it was utterly demonic. And um, I didn't even respond to it or anything. I said, okay, Holy Spirit, we're done. Like, she's not supposed to be in my life. That was super clear. I understand. And he's like, yeah, never speak to her again. So ended the friendship. Literally never talked to her again. (laughs) And then a month later, this is like September. This is actually roughly around this time last year. Um. And I was really hurt. Like, I was really sad for a while. Like, it took me a while to process. I was like, why? Like, why? I thought we were really good friends. Like, why did it? Why did you end it like that? Like, why did you tell me to do that? And I just was like, you know, whatever, whatever that was, like, please heal it. And I give it to you. And whatever your, whatever the point of that was, like, make it worth something. Cause I feel like I just wasted a whole bunch of my time. 
And yeah, so about a month or month and a half later, um, he just woke me up one morning really early. And he just gave me this whole revelation of who she really was. Yeah. This is when he gave me her CIA number. He took me inside her house. He showed me all of the Egyptian hieroglyphs that were in there. He showed me that she was out like linked with the Druids. She was doing all kinds of ancient witchcraft and sorcery. And like, I just, I was like, oh my gosh. He's like, she was sent to do you harm. I'm like, you literally saved my life. And then he's like, okay, well, we're not done yet. So, and this is before I, again, had any idea like how to, how to battle in the spirit. And I'm still learning, but like didn't have language, like the prayers that, um, that Brad has, (laughs) like, I didn't know any of that. I'm just like doing what he says. And so he says, okay, put her in a cage. So I was like, okay, uh, angels, please bring an iron cage. And, and he had literally like transported me in the spirit to like where she was living. This iron cage drops down out of heaven. The angels stick her in it. And then he's like, okay, write up all of her, all of her deeds, stick it on the cage. I was like, okay. So I like write everything out, tack it on the cage. It's on there. She's locked in the cage. And then Yeshua literally sends like holy fire and water. He pulverizes all of her works in front of me. They're turned to dust and everything is washed. And then he returns a hundredfold blessing on my head for all of the curses that she has inflicted on me. And he puts a hundredfold curse on her. And then he says, ask her to be fumigated. <laughs> okay. Or ask, ask for her to be fumigated. So I do. And he sends his heavenly gas. He just utterly like, all over her so she's just writhing in agony by this point and then he says all right one more thing lets the hammer of heaven fall on her and all of her stuff just shatters into nothing all of her abilities taken away done gone and then he says this is done in in like for your relationship but her judgment is still coming they take the cage off to the heavenly courts and that's over and done with i'm just like and that was the moment where i just sat and thought really hard about what i had experienced and seen i'd written down all the visions that i'd had all of the um, words that he had been giving me over those last three years i was like there's something here and I don't know what it is, but there's something here. Like, why, why did that just happen? Yeah. And it was that that really catapulted me forward once we had that other instance with the. Um, so at this aunt. point, we are like out of time, Kate. And so. <laughs> This, but this is the thing. This is the thing. I am like listening, and it's just like there's so many elements, right? Because it would, 
what you were dealing with, with this person is very similar to how people engage with handlers that have occult power and are being manipulated, tossed back and forth, like it dragged through the mud, like, and, and, and not even aware because you could see at a certain point, the witchcraft, a lot of people can't see the witchcraft being exerted against them by these handler people that are sent in with missions and assignments and all of that. And I think, I think that as you talk that through, it just adds a lot of value because it really gives people something that they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, because there are so many people that do have actual assignments on their lives because it is a cover-up. It's like, stop them from knowing, stop them, park them this far. And uh, wow, 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 wow. And so- Look, um, Kate, you you have done a really great job. And here's the good news. The good news is that I know you're going to continue to get like more of the story. And even like before we started this interview, you were mentioning esoteric knowledge, or I asked you about it. You're like, yeah, that's deeper. And they definitely gave me a whole lot of that. And so, so we are um, probably going to be talking again once you have like you know that next layer and that next book but is there any final thoughts before i have to close this one out yeah um so just a quick note on the story i told i share that to hopefully trigger some people and help you realize maybe what's going on in this physical dimension um and how deep the lie goes they want to keep all of the things that i'm talking about from my Um, preconception hidden darkness doesn't want that coming out but I also want to first of all uh, just say thank you Dan for um, having me here this has been uh, really I don't know if you if you're aware of like how healing this is to just um, speak it out and and put this on on record Um, I know one day this is going to be brought forward um, in the kingdom of heaven when all the books are brought out and all this wickedness is judged and all the righteous are going to go into the new Jerusalem. So thank you for this. Thank you for the work that you do with survivors and, and your whole team. Thank you, Valerie, for literally being a lifesaver to me. Um, yeah, this is, I'm going to cry, but <laughs> this has been so good. And I just want to close out with um, a verse from Isaiah. And this is for all of you out there who are sharing the same experiences and and coming out of the darkness into the kingdom of light. And uh, this is our hope. This is this is what we're where we're going. And uh, I just encourage you, if you don't know Yeshua, hey, listen to this. Listen to what he says. So Isaiah sixty, um, and just at the end of end of the chapter. This is he's talking to his bride. He's talking to to the true Israel, to us. And this is what he says. Um, Violence shall no more be heard in your land, wasting nor destruction within your borders. But you shall call your walls Yeshua and your gates praise. The sun shall no more be your light by day. Neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto you, but Yahuwah shall be unto you an everlasting light, and your Elohim your glory. Your sun shall no longer go down, neither shall your moon withdraw itself, for Yahuwah shall be your everlasting light, and the days of your mourning shall be ended. Your people shall also be called righteous. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. 
A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, Yahuwah, will hasten it in its time. Amen. Friends, until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Visit me at dandevall.com where you'll discover merch, books, and the opportunity to engage in our private social network. Join the tribe by subscribing to our email list and supporting this podcast.